You're about to listen to the audio-only version of my hit series, Debunked. That's right, there is video, and it is awesome video. But here's the thing, it's only viewable on The Daily Wire. So if you enjoy this episode, you need to head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Gain access to both seasons of Debunked plus so much more. Because again, the video is way better than the audio, and the audio is awesome. Use promo code DEBUNK for 20% off. It has finally happened. The Fed is realizing that our economy is in serious trouble thanks to our loose monetary policy. Who knew? You can't just spend trillions of bucks every year with no repercussions. Now to play catch up, the Fed is raising rates. They plan to do so seven times this year. You're already starting to see those ripple effects in the housing market as people's buying power diminishes. Have you considered what could happen in the stock market if the economy stalls out? Do not wait until that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market now. Solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. Text DEBUNKED to 989898 for free zero-obligation information kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text DEBUNKED to 989898. Secure the gains you've made while you can. I'm a customer of Birch Gold, along with thousands of others, with countless five-star reviews and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I trust the professionals over at Birch Gold. This is why I invest some of my money with Birch Gold. Text DEBUNKED to 989898. Protect your future with gold. Again, text the word DEBUNKED to 989898 and get started today with the folks over at Birch Gold. Everybody knows no barbecue is complete without the right sauces and dressings. This is why you need Tessa Mays. Tessa Mays is the best. Make sure you are fully stocked this summer with Tessa Mays' amazing selection of dressings and dipping sauces. Tessa Mays is an American-made company started by three brothers with a dream to share their mom's recipes with the world. Tessa Mays puts flavor and quality above all else. Because of that, they quickly became the number one organic dressing brand in the country. All of their products are manufactured right here in the United States. They have a wide variety of kosher products like their avocado ranch and lemon garlic dressing and marinade. They also just released a brand new vegan ranch that you have to try. Kids, parents, grandparents, they can all agree on one thing. Tessa dressings are good on everything. From dipping wings and pizza to pouring it over a fresh salad, Tessa makes every meal better. These guys are the embodiment of the American dream. They're bringing manufacturing back to America. Their products are just the best. Go to tessamaze.com. Use promo code BEN for 15% off all of their amazing products. That's tessamaze.com. Promo code BEN. Again, that's tessamaze.com. Promo code BEN. Get 15% off all of their incredible products. They'll make everything taste better. I pledge myself to a new deal for the American people. According to the Democratic Party and its lackeys in the media, Franklin Delano Roosevelt saved Americans from the Great Depression. FDR came into office and he said, you know what? We are going to transform the way government works in America. His extraordinarily intrusive regulatory policies, his explosion of spending, his command and control of the U.S. economy, all of these were brilliant stratagems that pulled America from the brink of ruination and turned it once again toward growth. We are planning to enable the government to undertake public works thus stimulating directly and indirectly the employment of many others in well-considered projects. FDR lifting us out of a Great Depression, saving democracy. That's the kind of president I hope to be. There's only one problem. None of this is true. FDR's economic policies during the Great Depression were dead weight on the American economy. A massive boondoggle that not only wasted billions in their day, but paved the road to government interventionism in every area of the economy that continues until today. There is a reason that Joe Biden hopes to be a second FDR. And there's a reason that Joe Biden's policies are similarly disastrous. What is it about the New Deal that permits people to cite it as a model with a straight face eight decades after it was enacted? Because of the widespread belief 
that it was the New Deal which saved the country and got us out of the Depression. In the you mean it wasn't? <laughs> in order to understand why the New Deal is held in such high esteem by so many historians and economists, we must begin with debunking a myth that FDR's policies were somehow a radical break from the policies of his predecessor, Herbert Hoover. The Republican president, Herbert Hoover, really believed in self-help, not government help. He thought a welfare state encouraged idleness. Now the very poor had to live in shanty towns, which they bitterly called Hoovervilles. Hoover, in the historic retelling, did nothing to alleviate the Great Depression. And then FDR came in and just fixed everything. This is patently silly. Hoover actually pursued substantially the same policies FDR would after Hoover lost the 1932 election. FDR just doubled down on Hoover's policies. Here's a member of FDR's own brain trust, according to Stephen Horowitz. When we all burst into Washington, we found every essential idea of the New Deal enacted in the 100-day Congress in the Hoover administration itself. In 1930, Hoover imposed the so-called Smoot-Hawley tariffs, which crippled global trade. Global trade dropped to a small fraction of what it had been when Hoover took office, thanks to his protectionist policies, which were designed to boost agricultural prices. He also blew out the federal budget. In 1929, the federal budget was $3.1 billion. By 1932, Hoover had increased it to $4.6 billion, a nearly 50% increase. In real dollars, Hoover actually doubled the federal budget since the Great Depression came along with deflation. His deficits actually ran higher than FDR's until World War II. In the face of a hostile press and a divided Congress, Herbert Hoover makes unprecedented use of government power to encourage recovery. Hoover pressed enormous tax increases. Hoover pursued government-sponsored loans to states and banks. Hoover also participated in subsidies to agriculture on a massive scale, tried to pressure firms not to cut workers and wages, and forced the government to pay above market wages for federal projects. We might have done nothing. That would have been utter ruin. Instead, we met the situation with proposals to private business and to the Congress of the most gigantic program of economic defense and counterattack ever involved in the history of the Republic. President Hoover emphasized economic and international questions. What 30 million voters wanted Roosevelt, and election night saw the spectacular end. Mr. Roosevelt looks ahead. FDR's own economic ignorance is legendary. According to historian Amity Schlaes, FDR used to tinker with the price of gold arbitrarily. At one point, he raised the price of gold by 21 cents because he said it was, quote, a lucky number because it's three times seven. Henry Morgenthau, part of FDR's brain trust, said later, quote, if anybody knew how we really set the gold price through a combination of lucky numbers, etc., I think they would be frightened. According to professors Harold Cole and Leo Hanian of UCLA's Department of Economics, FDR's policies prolonged the Great Depression by at least seven years. Many million more people have private work today than two years ago today or one year ago today. And every day that passes offers more chances to work for those who want to work. Paul explained, quote, President Roosevelt believed that excessive competition was responsible for the Depression by reducing prices and wages, and by extension reducing employment and demand for goods and services. So he came up with a recovery package that would be unimaginable today, allowing businesses in every industry to collude without the threat of antitrust prosecution, and workers to demand salaries about 25% above where they ought to have been given market forces. The economy was poised for a beautiful recovery, but that recovery was stalled by these misguided policies. 
Not surprisingly, wages were 25% above market level, but unemployment was also 25% higher than it should have been. Demand stalled because of artificial boosts in prices. Ohanian explains, quote, by artificially inflating both prices and wages, the New Deal policies short-circuited the market's self-correcting forces. FDR's New Deal was way worse than that. It was predicated on maligning its opponents as unpatriotic and specifically targeting them for destruction. For the overwhelming majority of people in this country know that the process of the constructive rebuilding of America is being done in spite of the few who seek to confuse them and to profit by their confusion. In June 1933, FDR's administration passed the National Industrial Recovery Act, which created the National Recovery Administration, the NRA. It was openly modeled, according to economist Richard Ebeling, on Mussolini's public works bureaucracy. It was designed to force American businesses into cartels regulating prices and wages. This resulted in 200 pricing and production codes. The government issued placards emblazoned with the Blue Eagle and the words, we do our part, and businesses were expected to place them in their windows. Hollywood was enrolled in the effort to convince American businesses to join the NRA, with Shirley Temple and Al Jolson called upon for propaganda efforts. You'll do good work if you hang out this sign. It means no rats allowed. FDR followed up the NRA with the Agricultural Adjustment Act, in which farmers were given subsidies and price supports, but Washington, D.C. would dictate just how much of a product they could produce. In 1935, the Supreme Court declared large swaths of this legislation unconstitutional, violative of the basic free market principles embedded in the Constitution. In a case called Schechter Poultry Corps versus United States, a kosher slaughterhouse sued the federal government saying that the federal government did not have the power to regulate them since they didn't participate in interstate commerce. The Supreme Court agreed. FDR responded by threatening to pack the Supreme Court. In 1942, the Supreme Court switched sides. In Wickard v. Filburn, the Supreme Court said that even a farmer growing wheat for his own use was now engaged in interstate commerce and that any activity that, quote, exerts a substantial economic effect on interstate commerce could be regulated by the federal government. To this day, there are few limits to what federal government can do in relation to economic matters in the United States. In 1936, it took three volumes like this to record all these matters. In 1937, it took four, and then it grew and grew and grew. The Great Depression happened nearly a century ago. We're still paying for the programs it created. FDR's farm subsidies, for example, were slated to expire when the Great Depression ended. They are still in place. They've cost us hundreds of billions of dollars. The Federal National Mortgage Association, Fannie Mae, was established under FDR as a government-backed private corporation to push home ownership. As you'll recall, in 2000, Fannie Mae announced it would help finance $2 trillion in mortgages. The result was the subprime mortgage crisis of 2007-2008, which cost us trillions of dollars. FDR's Social Security Act, signed in 1935, was supposed to provide security for widows, orphans, and the elderly. Life expectancy at the time for people who survived to 20 was 65. Social Security benefits kicked in at 65. By 1940, some 3 million Americans were on it, with benefits clocking in at approximately 2260 a month, about 458 bucks in today's dollars. Today, there are 69 million Americans on Social Security. The average monthly benefit is well over $1,500. And the period of time between retirement and death is well over a decade. FDR's Social Security Act also paved the way for Medicare which has cost Americans trillions upon trillions of taxpayer dollars. The new bill expands the 30-year-old Social Security program for those over 65. Government programs once launched never disappear. 
Actually, a government bureau is the nearest thing to eternal life we'll ever see on this earth. Joe Biden says he wants to save the American economy by imitating FDR. If he truly imitates FDR, he'll instead sink the American economy and pave the way for generations more of bad economic policy. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Debunked. If you become a member today, you can stay up to speed on new episodes and view the entire first season available right now. And again, this show is way better visually than it is even on audio. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use promo code Debunked for 20% off.